Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, that you got to spend time with family and friends. Maybe you intended a football game like I did. It was a long game. I may get into that later. This is not a show about the sports, even though sometimes we do talk about faith, family, and football. As a matter of fact, I'm going to talk some football later because we've got an awesome speaker at our event this Thursday in Houston, the town where I was born and raised. Glad to be back there. And we're going to have the topic of football and prayer is going to be a part of that event. I'll cover that in just a minute. But the state legislature is back in sort of special session. I'm not sure how much is going to happen. We'll talk about why in just a minute. And, uh, you know, what's going on lately on the Save Women's Sports issue, uh, someone who knows a lot about those issues is going to be our guest today. Valerie Swanson is a Texas House member and a leader on the issue of faith, family, and freedom. She is the House author of the Save Women's Sports Law, which was signed into law earlier this year at the collegiate level. She also was the lead author in the House for the K-12 through effort, the Save Girls Sports Laws, uh, some have called it, uh, last session. And she's d been a leader on a variety of issues related to pro-life and religious freedom and has been serving her district well from the northwest part of Houston for many years. Representative Swanson, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Jonathan, and hello to everyone listening. Well, look, it's it's good to be with you. I know we're going to see each other on Thursday at the Texas Values Gala at the Houston Country Club. If people haven't gotten their tickets yet, there's still a little time, txvalues.org. Coach Joe Kennedy is going to be our keynote speaker there. We are going to honor Texas House and Senate members who are faith and family champions from the legislative session, which you are in that category, no surprise there. Uh, but it's interesting because when we meet on Thursday, even though the, the House is not meeting that day, we'll still be in the last few days, if you will, of the fourth special session. And so I think you were saying the members, do y'all go back on Friday? Is that what you're saying? We do. And we're not quite sure whether anything else will get passed. We got those two great border bills passed, but... Um, Everything having to do with education seems to be getting hung up. Yeah. There's a possibility the Senate might still pass our HB2 on the school safety funding that okay. we sent them. So and let's back up for a second. So everybody's okay. following along with this. The legislative session is every other year, the, the regular session. And from time to time, the governor will call special sessions, which he has. We're now in the fourth called special session. So each special session lasts 30 days. And the governor gets to decide what issues are going to be covered and sort of set the agenda. And it's usually in line with what a majority of members are already considering doing. But, you know, one of the issues, and so I want people to know, first of all, that's why we're talking about legislative stuff. It usually ends at the end of May, but now we're in our fourth special session and they run every 30 days. They don't always run on top of each other or right after each other. They can stretch out a little bit. So we're almost at the end of November, getting close to Christmas, and the legislature is still meeting from time to time, trying to wrap up some business. Uh, Representative Swanson, you've been a leader on issues of education, protecting the sports area, protecting parental rights. We know how important that is. We know particularly for young 
younger people and parents, that's a big part of their life, where their kids are going to school, what that environment is like. And there's been a number of things that we've had to address. One of the issues that has been getting a lot of attention, and I think one of the lead priorities for the governor in the special session, is to have some type of legislation on school choice. Uh, The Senate has passed something. The House had a hearing. There was a vote. A little over a week ago, which um, which did not go well as far as school choice, the um, there were not a, enough votes there for that to pass out of the house. Um, you know, what were your feelings about this issue? And then we'll maybe talk a little bit of detail about um, you know maybe why it didn't happen over there in the house. Well, Jonathan, I have been strongly in favor of school choice um, ever since that became an issue. Of course, I'm particular about that. I don't want it to come with a bunch of strings attached from the government. Better to have no bill than to have a bad one. But a lot of us have been fighting for this for session after session. And it's just difficult to get the votes because all the Democrats are beholden to their, their teacher unions and all. And then typically your rural Republicans have a lot of their people, the, the number one employer in rural areas is typically the school districts. Yeah. So it's very difficult for them to feel like it is safe to go and back a school choice bill because they're everybody works for the school districts. Well, you know, and the governor has spent a lot of time traveling around the state trying to give people some peace of mind and a broader awareness, if you will, of this issue, right? Because there can be some fear. And there's a great website that we've been supporting that's set up, txparentsmatter.com. By the way, today's Giving Tuesday as well. If you feel inspired during this broadcast to make a donation to Texas Values, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We'd encourage you to do that today on Giving Tuesday. But the governor, it's been a priority to his since the beginning of the year, if not before that. And I was at some of those events. We were part of the coalition along with Texas Public Policy Foundation and 20 to 30 other groups, mainly in Texas, some from that were nationwide. And so I thought the governor did a really good job of laying that out there, dispelling some of the fears. Uh, Close to 30 states have some type of educational choice or school choice efforts, and Texas still does not. And so I think the case got pretty strong. We saw some House members that moved, if you will, if you could put it that way, from a vote that was taken during the regular session versus this one in the fourth special session. But a lot of that, to your point, has to do with the control that the teachers' unions have over the Democrats because they voted together as a block, if you will, And it's interesting, too, because a lot's been pointed out how so many of them, maybe not all of them, but many of them have their kids in private schools. So for some reason, they don't have a lot of faith in the public school system. But then when someone says, hey, maybe kids should have another option because the public school is not working out for them, all of a sudden you don't see them follow that same standard. Um, And because a lot of that is, hey, I want to get reelected, but I don't want my kids in public school. Right. They want to have their kids in private school. And, but, you know, look, I mean, most of the time what you're going to see is, is a small percentage of kids that are going to leave the public school because it does work for them. I think a lot of public schools are doing a great job. Um, but a lot of, you know, I, I think a lot of this fell on political lines in many ways instead of whether or not, you know, it was really about the strength of the school choice argument. I would agree with that. And many people just feel like it's something, a vote that they cannot make back in their district they're afraid that they will lose out. And others just, if they've never had anyone go to private school or homeschool in their family, then they just really don't understand 
why anyone would not want to be have their children in the public school. Yeah. Well, you know, we're at our event on Thursday. One of the reasons we're going to talk about is the health of religious freedom in our public schools. Now, look, in the state of Texas, we have some pretty strong religious liberty laws. One of those is the opportunity and the freedom to talk about and celebrate Christmas in public schools. We got a great website set up, te- uh, MerryChristmasTexas.com. You can see all about that law. Um, one of your former colleagues, Dwayne Bohack, led that effort many years ago in the House. And, and that's been state law for close to 10 years. But people over time get you know fatigued and tired of having to push back against the public school. Not all of them, but, but many of them, right? The encroachment, the push of the political issues. And so many parents have been looking for options. You know, a lot of good work was done to educate people that are homeschoolers. And I'm with you about how this would be a good issue. The Texas Homeschool Coalition wasn't very much in favor of school choice. Mm-hmm. I want a bill, though, that doesn't give everything away and allows us to keep our safeguards on religious freedom. So that's what we prioritize, making sure parental rights, religious freedom, and not government control resulted in legislation moving forward. One way or another, though, uh, the votes were not there in the House, whereas, um, you know, the Senate's been passing these bills. And I'm not trying to, you know, make it about that issue, but it is relevant that you've seen the body of the Senate pass something. You've got more personalities in the House. I try to get people to understand this sometimes. But I do think it's fair to say that um, the responsibility lies on the block of Democrats, but definitely some of those Republicans. If this is an issue people care about, they need to be talking to their legislators, particularly as we get close to the election cycle. But you know, it's interesting, Representative Swanson, because uh, a lot of our effort has been protecting the laws that did get signed into law, the Save Women Sports Law, not challenged in court, which is a good thing, right? The bill that you worked so hard on for many years. Uh, by the way, we have a great a- athlete, not Riley Gaines, but another athlete who you'll be familiar with. It's going to be at our event on Thursday. Uh, that was a part of this effort. But we see the federal government still trying to push this issue. We know that the Department of Education's backed off a little bit from changing some of these things at the federal level. Uh, but we see more and more examples of athletes. If you follow Riley Gaines on Twitter or social media, every other day she's posting about another athletic event. But I'm encouraged because more and more women that are on one side or the other politically, if you will, Um, are coming forward. And I think it's because your leadership and other states that have made this a priority and passed state laws on this issue. Well, I thank you and Texas Values for bringing me that bill and being so supportive and helping us get both bills through the last two sessions. And it's just really made a difference. We had a case where turned out there was a tennis player for two years over at UT Tyler, who was playing on the girls team, six foot two guy. And um, I don't know why, but it didn't get any publicity. We didn't even know about it. But once we found out, they said, oh, now that this bill is going to affect into effect, we won't be doing that anymore. Yeah. I mean, who knew? Yeah, it's almost as if it was being hidden. And, you know, we sent a letter out to every college and university in the state of Texas with about a two or three page analysis or so to make the schools aware, right? If they weren't, they should have been. But if they weren't, here's the law, here's how it works. But also to give them some encouragement and, and comfort on the issue. But part of it was 
also saying, hey, we're watching. So if you've not been, if you've been, you know, sort of engaging in some of these type of activities, they're now illegal. So I, I'm hoping maybe your efforts and others led to this issue getting handled out at UT Tyler. I imagine we might hear more. But you know what's interesting? Remember this? Representative Swanson, oh, none of that's happening in Texas. Y'all are making up right. cases from others. They're like, and then you pass a law and it goes into effect. Oh, turns out it was. And, and if it happened there, you know, it was probably happening in other places unfortunately, but, um, but we still have work to do on this issue. There's a lot of education work we have to do. There's still this, I don't know, I want to say battle, but um, this conversation we need to continue to have as we move forward on this issue, because we still have a problem with it at the federal level. We do. And you're right. But when Texas passed it in 21, the girls save girls sports. And then now I get a lot of feedback that it really helps the momentum and pushes other states to pass it. And we're just seeing so many encouraging signs of the girls and coaches, schools standing up and refusing to play if they're forced into a position like that. That's going on around the country. You see some world leagues, the World Women's Cricket League outlawed it and others. And it was always crazy. Why should we even be having to do this? But unfortunately, the world's gone crazy and we've got to push back constantly or we will be overwhelmed with these new values. Well, look, the status quo, if you want to call it that or sort of common sense is worth fighting for. And I'll have people make the comment you made, right? Sometimes, you know, why do we have to pass? We shouldn't even have to pass laws on this. Or, you know, when is Jesus going to come? Enough of all this, right? They, you know, just sort of that fatigue setting in, in that, you know, um, almost apathetic attitude or just, you know, because it is frustrating, you know, um, but there's value to it, right? Holding that status quo, protecting those principles, because if we don't, there's people that will, will run over that and we'll have all kinds of problems with these issues and all kinds of fairness that we're seeing in sports. They've been kind of bubbling up for a little while. Obviously, the issue with uh, Will Thomas calling himself Leah Thomas at the time that he competed against Riley Gaines and other athletes um, was some, really the tip of the iceberg in many ways. We found out it was going on places. And as we move forward, we're now going to have to address these issues in locker rooms and showers and so on. While you would think this would naturally apply to that and people would stop doing those kind of things, I'm still hearing of those issues happening in the state of Texas. I know that's an issue of you support, and we'll be looking forward to protection on some of those things. Speaking of protection, let, let's back up for a second. There was a particular uh, amendment that you're working on that was a part of a piece of legislation going on through this special session. So I want you to touch on that and, and just remind us when this fourth special session ends and what you think might happen after that. Well, thank you, Jonathan. I had a bill that was similar to a bill that Senator Lois Colcourse had, and we both worked on trying to get it passed. What it did was close loopholes that schools are using to get around Texas state law that says very specifically schools must get parental consent before psychological or psychiatric testing or treatment. But many schools are going around that by putting it directly into their curriculum, having the teachers do it, having kids sign into an app every single day where they've got to spill their guts and tell things that are not. Hold on. Sorry, my four-year-old is here. Honey, can it? (laughs) We we can't get in the way of grandma time. Yes, yes, she's been out of town, so I'm so excited to have her back. As soon as I get off here, honey. Uh, 
okay, good. Okay. Um, you know, real quick though, that reminds me, yeah. I was doing a live interview one time, actually at my house. I don't do it anymore. Um, because I've got a studio and some other stuff, but sometimes I'd have people come to my home and it was like that scene with JFK Jr., right, where, you know, he's under the the um, the desk uh, in the Oval Office and President Kennedy's there. Anyway, it reminded me of that. And so some of the times these kids do this, you know, we're, we're, we're live and they, they probably have a big smile on their face, too, when they do it. <laughs> yes, well, children are wonderful and more and more people are <laughs> working from home. So I think everyone's getting used to it. So back to the legislation. We had so many parents show up from around the state when my bill was heard in the public education committee and people I had no idea were going to come. And they just told all kinds of shocking things about intrusive things that their schools were doing. And uh, there are these apps that are sold to the schools and uh, this is one way of doing it. And they, the kids have to sign in every single day and if they put the unhappy face instead of the smiley face three days in a row, then they are, it's decided that they need psychological testing. Wow. Another mother told me recently that her son went to the class where they had to sign into the app before lunch every day. He's, they, one of the questions was, are you hungry? <laughs> every day he said, yes, it was lunchtime. He said, yes. The school calls CPS on them. Good grief. It's crazy, but many of these things will ask not only their state of mind, but what's going on at home. Very, very intrusive questions. And it's against the law, but they're finding these loopholes and or they're using contractors. We have to make sure that gets in there. So I got the bill really far and then got Lois's bill. She got it out of the Senate and then it just... It got onto the calendar, but that final day that you kind of know you're not really going to get to. So that failed. So I kept filing the bill during um, these special sessions. And finally, then when we did House Bill 2, which is a bill that provides funding for school safety, I did manage to get an amendment on there that would cover those things, but only if they're accepting this type grant, because in the house you have to make sure that all the amendments are germane to the bill so that's all it could say but it was a very good amendment and if the house does succeed in getting the senate to take that bill up then we're working to make sure that it stays in the bill and that was a big victory if not i will be back next time as i'm sure senator lois Colcourst will to, to get it done in 25. Well, look, I don't know what the governor's going to do. There was some suggestion by him that he would keep calling members back as often as he had to to get school choice passed. Uh, and then I see some commentary about elections. And so I don't know what's going to happen. The, the special session is going to end next week. This fourth one, at least the 30 days, is going to expire. 
uh, and we'll see what happens after that. We're getting very close to the election season, if you will. Primary elections are right around the corner. You're seeing a lot more candidates announced, people that are leaving positions and filling positions and some shifting. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I do think a lot of progress was made on the issue of school choice and others. There was a bill that was passed that bans um, vaccine mandates and issues like that, that that employees might ha have had to face in the past. Glad that that issue got handled and some others. So we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. But we're going to see you on Thursday in the day around when the legislative session, I guess, may end. This special session is December 6th. When we're going to have our lunch event with Riley Gaines. I'll tell her you said hello uh, up in the Plano area. You're welcome to join us, too, if you want to make the drive up there to the Dallas area. Um, so we're glad to have her there. But Representative Swanson, look for, looking forward to seeing you on Thursday. I know there's a lot of work left to be done, but a lot of great things were accomplished this session. We're gonna be celebrating those things on this Thursday in Houston at the Houston Country Club at the Texas Values Gala. Get your tickets at txvalues.org. But, you know, sometimes we're moving forward so much and people are focusing so much on the negative, they forget in the short term, yeah, look what we just did. Some major accomplishments this session that I think it's uh, good to celebrate, to reflect on, talk about the babies we saved, the lives we protected with young people, and how sports and is a better place uh, in the state of Texas because of your leadership. And so we'll look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to bring the grandbaby, we'll make room too. You let us know. Thank you, Jonathan. I will be there. I know it'll be a great event. I encourage everyone to come. All right. Valerie Swanson, state representative from the Houston area, District 150, has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, Representative Swanson. Thank you. All right, as she exits the Zoom room, I got a handful of minutes left, maybe less than that, three or four. Um, I'm following, I'm losing my timer, so I'll try to figure it out. But as you're seeing on the graphic here, if you want to access this information later or in other weeks, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it, a lot of great different um, podcasting formats where you can find this show. And we're on every week. You like this neat Tumblr, Giving Tuesday? Maybe you can sign up and get one of these off of our product page. Keep your drinks warm or cold, and then, you know, share a good message. Have a conversation starter. God bless Texas. What does that mean? Uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> but, uh, I love to do that. When I'm, I'll walk around with these things or, you know, I'm wearing something or whatever, and, you know, I'll get some looks or maybe start some conversations, and people don't really know, you know, my background or whatever, and so... A lot of times I try to listen more, you know, ask questions, and then maybe I'll commentate after that. Hey, I just shared this, too, in a couple of groups and on my Facebook feed. I got a few minutes left. If you want to uh, drop a comment, you want to share this to your page, let more people know about this so we can continue to have more people part of the conversation of faith, family, and freedom. But I'm super excited. So Joe Kennedy... Average Joe, as his book says. He is no average Joe. There's no doubt. Come to our event in Houston. We still got a couple of tickets left. TXValues.org. It's going to be a wonderful event. You want to hear in person the story of Coach Joe Kennedy, how he was fired for praying after a football event, and why he's no longer coaching right now. It's really concerning and tragic in many ways, but also there's some success to be talked about because law was changed at the U.S. Supreme Court. And you got to hear the eight years that he went through this, what it's been like. This guy is a Marine. He served our country, and this is how he was treated. It's now a book. I hear there's a movie in the works for this story, uh, and it is exceptional. But, you know, it's nothing like seeing and experiencing these things in person. And I've got to spend some time with Coach Joe Kennedy. 
And look, I'm around this work all the time. I had to go through a lawsuit to protect my free speech and religious rights myself before I became a lawyer. So I know what it's like. And I was still inspired. I want my kids to hear about it. I want to see it. And so uh, putting it all on the line for what we believe in, that's what he's going to be talking about. As I mentioned, we're going to be honoring those House and Senate members um, who got 90 or above on our Faith and Family Scorecard. That's Senator Mays Middleton, Paul Betancourt, Representative Briscoe Kane. You heard from Valerie Swanson, Representative Oliverson going to be there and a lot of other people that you probably know some great sponsors and hosts for the event our good friend christian collins is going to be there we're thankful to have an event at houston country club sponsored by our good friend david tauber and many others who will be a part of this event roger ellswick member of our board so also dallas riley Gaines. she's all over the place every time you look she's on social media she's on fox news because she is a leader on the issues we care about she is one of the most successful collegiate swimmers ever in the history certainly of the sec and the university of kentucky forced to compete against a man um, she's going to talk about that experience she's going around the country leading the save women's sports issue but she also cares about the other issues we work on pro-life religious freedom you name it and she's an inspiration to young people my daughter wants to come to the event Event. You know, I'm finally, I'm sort of cool, I guess. I don't know. With some of the events that we're having that my teenagers are taking more of an interest in. So you want to come there. And it's a great opportunity. Pick up some Christmas gifts. We're going to have some great live auction items, some silent auction items. But all of it will go to benefit the work that we do for faith, family, and freedom. We got about a $2 million budget. And I think I am almost out of time, according to messages that I'm getting. All right. I got about a minute left, maybe less. Texas Supreme Court had a hearing today. I did a media interview on that. Really a backdoor way that that the uh, abortion-obsessed folks are trying to overturn some of our laws. They're trying to make it about safety of women. Our state law protects the safety of women. That's not really the issue here. We were there at the Texas Supreme Court today. Um, State Board of Education, huge victories a week or so ago. Check our website for that. So much going on with our work. I can hardly keep uh, listed all here. But tremendous victories throughout this year. As we're getting close to the end of the year and you're making your decisions, decisions about end of year giving about December, about the 31st, about you know getting that tax credit and that tax deduction because we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Think about us, please. We have had one of the most active and expensive years. We laid it all out on the line when we had to to get the work done and we had tremendous results. We need you to invest in our work so we continue to move forward and do strong, be strong and complete some of the work that we're doing right now. Some great projects on the horizon if you can continue to invest in faith, family, and freedom. You can do that. You don't have to wait for our event, txvalues.org. Make that tax-deductible donation today, and that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.